and welcome back everyone to another episode of the Business is Pleasure podcast. If you guys can tell I have really high energy right now, I got a fresh haircut, so I'm on 10, my confidence up, fresh lineup, babe. I'm feeling really, really good. So welcome again to the Business is Pleasure podcast with myself, Janelle, and of course my wifey for lifey, Colette. So Colette, um, we've actually had a really busy last two weeks and I want to say thank you for being there to help me and the business and allowing us to like maneuver through everything so smoothly as much as we do and everything. You're an amazing business partner and an even better girlfriend and thank you so much. I know a lot of times I can get on your nerves and get on your skin and irritate you, especially what the busier the business gets, the more time we spend together, which is more chances I'm probably gonna know you. So thank you for putting up with me. So for the last <laughs> week, week and a half or so, babe, how was your week? My week was fantastic. I think we had a really productive week. We did a lot, we got a lot done, so that was good. I think uh, the two biggest things that stuck out for me this week was, um, in addition to coming back from our trips, but uh, our events. Yes, 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 yes. So we had, um, Soul Exchange this past weekend, mm. and then we also had the Toronto Bitches Clothing Show the weekend before. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so those were both uh, really big events, yeah. but very different in their own ways. So, um, so I'm sure the people at home may not be sure about what these events are. Would you be able to quickly explain what a Soul Exchange yeah, is? Yeah, so, Bitches Clothing Show. So Soul Exchange is kind of like where all of your sneakerheads meet to either trade, sell, um, do whatever you want. So it's basically all about sneakers. Uh, but also in reference to sneakers, there's a little bit of apparel. So there's a lot of like um, streetwear. So there's some like newer contemporary streetwear items like Off-White, Supreme, all that sorts of stuff. And then there's us. Uh, so we bring a little bit of a vintage element to it. But overall, the majority of Soul Exchange is shoes, a little bit of apparel. Yeah. So more so like your hypebeast culture. Yeah, exactly. And then on the contrast to that, the Toronto Vintage Clothing Show is kind of like a mixed bag. Uh, well, at least it's becoming now. So in a good way, though. So it's... Um, it's like older, older, older vintage. Older. Older mm -hmm. vintage. So from like the 1930s, 40s, 50s, like that type of vintage. The vintage that you see in like really like time period movies. Like, like the Great Gatsby. Yeah. Gatsby, like whatever. the notebook, like that type of stuff. Like you see like women walking around like they just stepped out of like the 1950s. Like very interesting. Um, but that, the Toronto Vintage Clothing Show also has like a little bit of a mix of current vintage, so like a little bit of vintage streetwear, like vintage 80s, 90s, that sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like a little bit of a mixture now. When we first started doing the Toronto Vintage Clothing Show, it was literally just strictly like the 1950s and 40s type of stuff, but now they're kind of branching out to incorporate like newer companies like us. Yeah, exactly. And it's cool though because both of these events, they're not necessarily like our ideal market, but we found a way to like cover a nook for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. For instance, like with Soul Exchange, a lot of it is like shoes, but we don't necessarily sell shoes, but our product is able to complement the shoe, the shoe aspect of it very well. Yeah. And also the vintage is becoming really popular within the streetwear community. Yeah. So we're able to find a way to like incorporate that within to that community. 
so then we can like still stand out and the good thing about the Toronto Vintage Clothing Show is that yes they're starting to like become a bit more younger mm. per se but it's good because like one they don't have a lot of men's products mm. and two they don't have a lot of the products that we sell at all so again we're standing out yeah and I think it's good as well because like now it's able to for uh, when people see us they, they automatically see our brand and see how we're able to like differentiate from everyone else yeah so it's like it's really really nice in that aspect and I think also at the same time we do a really good job at like diversifying ourselves and picking for the specific event so mm. a lot of the times when we go to like like we said like soul exchange is something completely different from the Toronto vintage clothing show so when we're when we're preparing for soul exchange we're looking for specific types of items that that demographic or that crowd would kind of gravitate towards when we're going to the Toronto vintage clothing show again it's the flip sides so we're we're curating for like different types of clothing that that crowd or that demographic we assume or, or think would kind of gra gravitate Towards. Yeah, because I remember when we first started our business, we simply wanted to sell items that we liked. Yeah, which, like, you know, that's it, not the, exactly. And that's not what business is for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like now we realize, okay, we have to really cater towards the customer, realize what they want. And now I like the way that we think. That's more so on a case by case thing, right? Mm -hmm. So for one event, maybe they'll love denim jackets and they'll love Levi's. But for another event, they want off white. They want Supreme. They want yeah. Paris. And I think also too, like I'm get I'm my, myself personally, like I'm getting a little bit more comfortable with that because even um, this week I was doing the accounting for Soul Exchange, and I was looking through like all the items that we sold, and I kind of felt like I was like, man, like why are our vintage sales so low? And then like it hit me out of nowhere. I was like, it's, that's just the market. Soul Exchange isn't the market for like strictly vintage clothing. The Toronto Vintage Clothing Show, we didn't even have any off-white there or any contemporary stuff at all. Yeah, and, and we did amazing. And we did amazing. So yeah. it's like, it's like I just need to wrap my head around that like the markets are going to be different each time and like not every time our vintage stuff is going to sell all the yeah. time. Yeah, or like the opposite side, right? Let's say we do bring some of those off-white pieces to like the more vintage events. The contemporary stuff may not sell at all. Yeah. So I think it's nice that like we're becoming humble and we're starting to understand it's like let's feed the market what it wants. Mm -hmm. Let's not try to incorporate something that's not very palatable. Yeah. For that market per se. Yeah. Uh, I I think there's like a fine balance between like giving the market what it wants, but also within the idea of like diversifying, diversifying in that market as oh, no. well. Because like even when we are at Soul Exchange, like we stand out because we are one of the few brands that do vintage and also do like higher end contemporary items like off-white and those types of things. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of the vendors there do that. They're either strictly sneakers or um, strictly just like off-white or mm -hmm. like supreme. And it's good too, right? Now we're like carving a name for ourselves within the industry. And it's nice going to events now because we've been like going on the rodeo for about, let's say like almost a year now. Uh, yeah. June would be about a year, right? Yeah, yeah, so it would be yeah. almost a year, let's say eight months. That's like we're constantly seeing the same faces. People are seeing us. Mm -hmm. We're on the same clients and consumers. We're, we're bumping into them and everything. Mm -hmm. So it's nice too, right? So it's like once we get to know the market and the clients, they get more familiar with our brand. Hopefully that will help our brand to grow as well too, right? Yeah, for so, sure. So it's really, really nice. And also the whole thing that you were saying about diversifying, I think it's so true. Because I think we were a bit like apprehensive at first to jump over into the streetwear side just because when we initially started our business that's not that was never one of like one of our like core elements that yeah. we wanted to work on you know yeah. it was like really spontaneous for us but we're like why not let's, but, let's I, see what happens. but i think as we're growing and as our business is developing 
we've realized that like we're not in the business of selling one thing specifically because that's always going to change. The always. market's always going to change. The demand's always going to change. Who knows? One day we may wake up tomorrow and nobody wants vintage clothing. Yeah. We may wake up tomorrow and nobody wants off white and nobody wants supreme. Like it's always changing. So like we can't necessarily be fixated on selling a specific item. We need to be fixated on our business model and and curating towards that. And I feel like like as we're growing as business owners and as the business is growing in general like we're getting a better understanding of like what our business is and how are we serving the population that we serve no 100 percent. so in terms of like what our business is what do you think it is right now at this point or where would you want to see it go uh ideally like in the future i want to see us as wholesalers so we supply the demand whatever that demand is the demand is vintage clothing, we supply that demand. If the demand is contemporary clothing, we supply that demand. If the demand is cotton balls, <laughs> tic tacs, all the cotton balls you need. Yeah, <laughs> we supply that demand. Whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever people want, we give it to them. We find a way to figure out to get it, and we provide it. It's cool too, right? Because like it seems like our business constantly going through different transitions, yeah. and that's why it's kind of cool. Like we have different businesses within our business. Yeah, for sure. So I think for us, one of them. One of the cool things, one of the cool ways we're actually able to make money on the side with using the products of the business, right? So for instance, we also have like a rental um, aspect to our business as well. So we have like camera equipment, such as cameras, tripods, and also backdrops as well. Mm -hmm. So every week, I'm sure, as we told you guys, we have a 72 turnaround when we get the new clothing, take the pictures, post it online. But when we're not using the, when we're not using the item to take the pictures, we actually rent them out through our different channels, right? So like our Letgo, our Kijiji, our Facebook accounts, we'll actually rent those items. So it's like we're constantly trying different ways to make money. Mm -hmm. And aside from also the renting the camera equipment, we also have like the renting of the clothing as well. So different people, they'll message us like, hey, you can rent some clothing for like, whether it be a movie, a YouTube video, and things like that, right? Yeah. So it's kind of cool how like, we're diversifying even within the business yeah. and not necessarily the products that we're selling, but like the items that we use for helping our business grow. I feel like diversifying is like the key to any growth and any mm -hmm. sort of progression. Like if you want to move up or you want to move in any direction in terms of like navigating throughout business, like you need to diversify, you need to change, you need to bring some sort of new element to the table, have an, a, a means of just like generally reading the market, like figuring out what people want and like catering to that, but also like adding maybe a little bit of something different, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just to see where it takes you. Yeah, and, and the best part about that too, it's like a trial and error. Trial and error. Like, you know, because like at the worst case is like, okay, you're wasting maybe an hour or two hours of your time, but then the upside of that is like, okay, you found a new way to generate revenue for your business. Yeah, like I, I remember there being a point like a couple months ago when we, didn't think that we could sell our stuff at like sneaker events or or streetwear type of events. Oh my gosh, you know what I mean? that literally was like so demoralizing at one point. Yeah. Because I really thought like, oh, this isn't our market. Yeah. This isn't our market. But again, it was because we weren't humble enough to be like, okay, this is our market because the age group is there mm -hmm. and people are interested in the vintage stuff. But how can we like increase our profitability when we go to these events? Which is through. Off-white, yeah. contemporary stuff, through Supreme, those types of things. Yeah, like through things diversifying. Diversifying, exactly. Yeah, so that, that's beautiful. It's, it's really nice to do that and everything. And also in terms of diversifying, I think we need to figure a way how we can like diversify the work that like you and I do. Because I, I started to realize it's like, 
our last week podcast, we realized like, hey, like everything that we wanted always gets done, but the timeline sometimes gets like a bit. Like some, sometimes we like it, like it, it takes us a lot longer yeah. to do it than we should. Yeah. After that, I realized it's, it's, it's like sometimes let's say there's ten tasks, you'll be responsible for four, and I'm responsible for six of those tasks, and then it, it's hard on me now because like I'm falling behind because I have all these extra tasks that I'm doing plus work plus all the like extracurricular things that I'm doing as well too, right? So I want to find a way that we can like where either I can like teach you some of the tasks or some weeks, weeks we can like go back and forth. Or maybe like there's some tasks you can like help me with or like you can help me take off my plate or whatever, you know? Okay, I'm cool with that. You just need to let me know specifically like what it is that you want me to do. Yeah, I, I think in terms of like like taking the pictures, I'll stick to that and editing them. But for me, I think it's just like, it would be like little little things like we just need to like sit down and figure out exactly what those things are and then we can take it from there. Or maybe sometimes it's like, yeah, like I take the pictures then you can just edit them quickly. I can just show you how to do that quickly or whatever, you know what I mean? Or if it's like, if I'm going to be taking the pictures, you help me steam the clothing. So it's like, that's one less thing I have to do. And it just speeds up the whole progress process of us actually taking the pictures and putting yeah. them on time. It's just like, overall, it's just like, it requires more communication. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if you feel like there's something that you need help with, just let me know and we'll figure it out so that I can work on it or we can split it between the two of us, whatever the case may be. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And also, Stable 2, I kind of want to go back to, but not right now. I, like, let's put it out there, the whole, um, the non-profit companies that we're working with who give people resources and stuff like that in terms of helping them with their resumes, helping mm-hmm. them with, like, their soft skills and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important for us to always have that underlying connection with the community. Like, yeah. not necessarily less fortunate, but with the people who are growing towards trying to like find themselves yeah and, you know like we, yeah like we both we've talked about this in i think other podcasts before but like we don't believe in charities so to speak yeah yeah like, 100 like we believe in providing people with like tools and knowledge and skills to better themselves 100%. like like if someone gives you a loaf of bread that's not teaching yeah. you how to get a loaf of bread for yourself 100%. so like i think that the reason why we do subscribe to the organizations that we choose to work with is because we are passionate about what they do mm-hmm. and we believe in their cause and we believe that like the work that they do is actually benefiting people yeah and it's good too right it's good to give people resources and tools like what you're saying so hopefully they don't have to come back to those organizations but like if we only work about charities charities gonna come back to us every time we need us you know exactly where it's like the organization that we work with it's nice because they're essentially saying we're giving you these tools so please don't ever come back here because yeah. at that point you won't have to yeah it's like you know you've learned um how to improve your resume you learned how to improve your speaking skills when it comes to an interview mm-hmm. how to like you know just utilize the skills that you have so you can like grow as a person and i yeah. think it's really important yeah so like i want to figure out a way maybe we can like start sending emails to them start like because before we were teaching the classes about like business so maybe yeah. if we wanted to maybe like couple of those or something like that okay like you know i'm not saying we have to do it right now but like let's let's try to figure it out because I, one major thing we have to do is like continue the relationship with them yeah you know because we don't want to make them feel as if, like oh these guys forgot about us they moved on yeah like you know i think one of i, I haven't forgotten about them and i know you haven't either i just think overall we've gotten a lot busier mm-hmm. so i think maybe 
because I know we both kind of talked about that we want to do at most three events a month. Yeah. So, I guess that fourth week would be something in relation to them. Or it doesn't have to be, like, so, like, um, it doesn't have to be so strenuous to the point where we need to, like, go and, like, do a class. Or, like, it doesn't have to be anything really like that. Even like what we are doing before, like, how we are providing them with clothing. Yeah. Even if it's, like, something like that continued on. Just something small, some form of, and we also do their uh, mentorship as well. Yeah, exactly. So just being more involved and engaged in that, I think that as well is. No, hundred percent. So that, that's really, really good. Okay, so now let's switch back to the actual business aspect of things, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the one good thing we were talking about before is diversifying, mm-hmm. and how we solely used to shop in like value villages, thrift stores. Yeah. And then yeah, we started yeah. to realize, like, okay, like these products they sell here are good, but it's like the price points that they have really, really suck. Yeah, like Value Village, your price point is not as good as it used to be. Like, I remember even like, like I'd say four, five years ago, you go into Value Village and find some really, really good stuff for like three, four, five dollars. Now you'll go it's in like there. three, four, five hundred. <laughs> like, what? Now, like, you'll go in there and you'll see those people. same items for like 15, 20, 30. It's like, okay. It's like, what's going on, guys? Yeah, like, this isn't what's a deal on? anymore. Like, you know? So, yeah, we've generally found a way to diversify where we're getting our products from. Um, and I think it's really benefited us, like, hugely. No, 100%, right? Because now we're going to the wrap shops where instead of mm-hmm. buying one item for $5, we're buying them by the pound. Yeah. So now it's so beneficial for us where it's like we have more of, like, a leeway now to do certain things. Yeah. So, like, now we don't feel as bad if we have to, like, sell items at a lower price point mm-hmm. because we bought them at a lower price and point. And we can also too, provide, right? like, a better price for our product, for our Cost- customers because, yeah. like, at the end of the day, I know, like, from the beginning, like, part of our business plan was to provide people with, like, good quality stuff at, like, a good price. You know what I mean? So, like shopping at value village was kind of like against our business model because it didn't really allow us to do that while being a profitable business yeah so. and it's crazy the thing about value village too they actually have a really good business plan because the majority of the clothes i believe is donated it's yeah. not all I and then they and then they go back and sell to people at literally like thousand time margins yeah so it's, it's actually a really really good business plan by the way but at the end of time at the end, yeah at the end of the day they kind of do have um some good like incentives like they have like the diabetes yeah they do a lot of like charitable aspects like they give back well they kind of have to because they get their inventory for free Free. essentially so so yeah like they do a lot of good stuff but yeah i think and and i think also with value village too they kind of help the stigma of vintage clothing being like huge of being like oh this is nice this is old clothing right because they've been around forever i remember when i was a kid and I would not be seen in Value Village. It's funny, when I was a kid, my mom would, like, punish us by threatening to buy our clothes from Value Village. Yeah, and now it's like, <laughs> you'll ask someone, like, where they got something from, they're like, oh, Value Village, it's like, oh, no way, it's so good. Like, it's not something that people, like, think negatively about at all, which is definitely a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope it actually does continue, because I think, like, 
I, I, don't be wrong, I still see people that are like, oh, no, I would never wear used clothing. Yeah. But I still believe, like... A lot of times people who say that don't have any style. Yeah, yeah, so they like, don't. Oh, whatever. So, yeah. like, I, I hope this stigma does, like, diminish over time. Because, like, that's only going to allow our business to continue growing and for us to remain relevant, right? Yeah. Because, like, sometimes I think we can't have this conversation, like, every so often. It's like, what's next? Vintage is going to die eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be a certain point where people don't like the oversized fit anymore. People don't like the, little, the baggy fit anymore, you know what yeah. I mean? They want a more modern or more like, yeah, more modern fit or more modern style and everything, right? Yeah. And it's like what we're saying, when it comes to style and fashion, it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something else is going to replace it. So it's like, when is, when is this aspect of our business going to be replaced? I'm just, I just want to be really prepared for that and that's what diversifying does yeah right like diversifying allows you to have your like hands in multiple different pots so that when something does go under so say if vintage clothing is like off the map nobody wants that anymore we can hop over to the contemporary stuff that we're already involved in and just keep going with that you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. it, it allows us to just have that like safety net yeah and i think even with diversifying as well we also have to like diversify how much rack shops we go to, diversify yeah. how much suppliers we have for the off-white, the Supreme that we're able to get and stuff like yeah. that as well too, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like, we're kind of held at the mercy of them. What if their business goes under? Yeah. Or they don't, or they're not able to get the products that they were once were able to get, right? Yeah. Now we're held in a bad position as well too, right? Yeah, and you never want to have all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, and I think we're okay at that. But it's like now we need to constantly like create, continue that cycle of finding new relationships, getting yeah. new people. Because because it, it, it would suck if one day our suppliers like, hey, yeah, sorry, like we're not doing off white anymore. We don't have to connect anymore. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. that literally that whole aspect of our business would be down drained. I know I definitely want to get another off white uh, link, mm-hmm. and I definitely want like a Supreme or Palace like or both. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's all of it, right? Honestly, whatever the kids want. It doesn't, yeah. even, it doesn't even have to be those specific brands to be honest with you. It's like, whatever the demographic wants, yeah. let's accommodate them. Yeah. Like, you know? So as long as it's not too ugly. Like, sometimes, honestly, my, like, I it, it just gets to me yeah. and I just can't. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, in business, we can't make it overly emotional. But at the end you know? of the day, like, if I'm talking about a product and I'm like, yeah, like, this, I, I can't, I can't be genuinely excited to put, like, something ugly on someone like luckily i i generally like supreme i like uh like all those hypebeast brands for the most part i like off-white but honestly there's like a couple that i really don't like that i won't mention but yeah 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 yeah. it's not it's not my thing yeah 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 but yeah yeah but that's fine i totally understand it too it's just that like and i think that's what that's what we're doing wrong at the beginning of our business yeah we're only selling things that we want to sell and we're like you know no like we have the best style and like we're so arrogant about it before right but now we're we're understanding it's like in the business that we're in it's constantly going to change so it's like we have to like cater to that market despite what our feelings are we have to just be willing to be uncomfortable yeah and at the end of the day like business isn't personal so we can't really take it personally no no 100 percent, 100 percent. and so in terms of like marketing to that appropriate demographic what are we going to do for our marketing plan we can actually just sit down because like we said that we would be releasing the podcast at 10 videos this is video number nine this is video number nine so we're literally right there and we have all the different distribution channels that we want to distribute the podcast to Mm-hmm. But now it's like we also need to like create that other content that we're doing as well. Okay, too, right? well, I think that we just need to sit down and have like 
one day. Yeah. Well, you I, said this too. Well, one day where we just figure it out and literally just write it all out, get it all organized and on paper somewhere. Because um, I think it's all kind of just like bouncing around in your head and in my head right now, but we need to like really put it yeah. like cohesively together. So I don't think it's going to be this weekend. Yeah, because we have two events this weekend. So, so, by, so this weekend, guys, we're going to the Ottawa version of the Toronto Vintage Clothing Show. And there's this really cool event happening on Saturday. It's called the Deadstock Depot, where they do all the old school Tommy Hill figures, vintage Nautica, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a really, it's two demographics of vintage that we're working with this whole weekend. So it's going to be really, really busy. So tomorrow, she's actually going shopping. Yeah. For, for more stuff and then Friday I'm going to be going shopping as well so let's get a bunch of stuff and I'm going to just kill it but yeah back to the marketing plan it's probably going to be the weekend after no I'd say Monday why Monday? because we have the time okay yeah let's do Monday so okay let's do Monday literally there's no excuses Monday we're, 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 we're just going to do it let's we'll just write get down on our dandy dandy whiteboard on <laughs> brand new whiteboard yeah <laughs> Yeah, so let's get that out of the way because I think it's 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 long overdue. Now that we have like all the content in place, let's actually just write it down strategically, and then then I'll feel a lot more comfortable doing the Facebook markets. Sorry, yeah. doing the Facebook advertisements, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. the Instagram yeah. advertisements as well too, right? Because it goes back to what we're saying, having that full cycle mm-hmm. and just constantly just putting it through the machine and just mm-hmm. allowing it to run. Mm-hmm. So like we have this one aspect done. Let's just do it, man. We, we know what we're doing. We're just now we just have to. We just it. have to fully execute it. It's been executed, but this is the one thing. And I think we've been kind of like delayed with the marketing plan because I think it's the one aspect of our business that both of us are a little bit uncomfortable with. Because mm-hmm. I think when you delay things, you always delay it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like when you're eating food, you always eat your your favorite things first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And like, also with this too, it's actually gonna. It, it's actually one of the hardest things because it requires the most trial and error. Yeah, and, and it requires us being like, we're putting ourselves out there more. Yeah. We're opening ourselves up for criticism. Like, yeah. these like kids intimidate me. Like, they're <laughs> on Instagram like every day. Like, like yo guys, what's up, yo? Yeah. What's up, yo? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna do this stuff. Like, I'm just learning. I'm like, hey, like, is this is this thing on? Like, I'm just, you know, it's, it takes time. So I think that's why we both kind of installing on it yeah, because I'm sure it's a part of it. It is a like a new even though we obviously are on Instagram, we're obviously on Facebook, it's a new venture for us that we're working with. But yeah, that's all I got for today. Um so I think our focus, our main focus for this week coming is obviously our events coming up as well as our and marketing. And continue and also marketing the brand new all white stuff that we got and everything like that. Yeah. So let's kill it. Yeah. Okay. Alright guys, thank you so much for joining us again this week. Please like and share so we know that you care. Until next time, see you guys later.